0: i have probably said this but it's got to the point now where we're walking down the street and rose like is that the guy whose dick is in was on the uh profile I was like, yep that's the, that's the guy's dick was in your
1: phone for ages that's the that's one that's him. and now we've got a beginner <laughs> 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 To another edition of Films on Trial. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. Dave. And I'm Austin. Ridley Scott's season, just like the Alien franchise, is finished. Or at least it should be anyway, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 and now we move on to a new season. And just like the Aliens in Independence Day, we will be aggressively attacking disaster films like their national landmarks. That's right, we're putting Roland Emmerich's Independence Day on trial. Is it Roland in the hay or is it Roland in the deep? (laughs) (laughs) What have you got against the Dell gap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking, uh, you know, Roland in the deep might make it sound like he was drowning, which is definitely, you know, it's... (laughs) Sorry to open up on such a morbid thought there. (laughs) Um, Essentially, we're going to find out if this film will be placed on our esteemed hit list or our steaming shit list. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was Thelma and Louise. Alex, you judged that trial and deemed that it should be placed on their hit list, but you've since gone away and you've watched the film. So did you make the right call? Yes or no?
0: I did make the right call. I think it does deserve to be on the hit list. It's a good watch. It's not It's not perfect, but then I think maybe just because it's a film about two women in the main roles, you maybe give it, you put it to a higher standard, like it should be a perfect film, Whereas it's actually, it's a really fine, good crime caper film. And I think it's unfair sometimes for standards, which it's, it's held to, I think, because it's on its own, sadly, even after all these years. That I don't think uh, I don't think it's fair. Sometimes the way you look at it. So so no, I think it's a really really good film, and agreed with uh, agreed with most of the, what the defence said.
1: Lovely stuff, very well summarised. Thank you very much, Alex. Now let's move on to today's trial. Now all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So acting in defence and trying to get this film placed on the hit list is Dave, who is just like Robert Loggia. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that.
0: He really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: very happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave, who is just like Robert Lozier. Some might think he is authoritative. Uh, uh, I was going to say an authoritarian. Authoritative. <laughs> <laughs> Some may think he is authoritative and always professional, but if you take him to a toy store, just watch him piss about in there for three hours. <laughs> Uh, not so big reference there, like. (laughs) (laughs) And joining Dave is Ozzy, and he's just like Jeff Goldblum, a talented musician who rambles incoherently and dresses like if Paolo Gucci designed Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I think as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list is Alex, and Alex is just like Randy Quaid. He's paranoid that all of his closest friends are out to get him, which yeah. could not be further from the truth, Alex. So <laughs> why don't you do us a favor and take a sip of that drink that we made you? <laughs> <Calm> <laughs> that's, that's right. The one with all the smoke coming off it. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I, well, if, if Joel does join us, should I do Joel? Do him. Yeah, I'd do Joel anyway. Okay. And joining Alex maybe is Joel, who is just like Brent Spiner. No matter how hard he tries, there are some people who are always going to think that he's a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, just like real court advocates, the defence and prosecution will be making the best case for their roles. These may or may not be their real opinions, though, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear what they really think. And in the role of judge who has to decide which list this film should be placed on, hit or shit based solely on the arguments put to him, is me! And I'm just like Will Smith, a usually like, calm and collected. Of course, you are, gap. <laughs> Wait, yeah, <absolutely>. wait. <laughs> yeah you piped down, Robert Lozier. <laughs> I'm just like Will Smith, a usually calm and collected presence who has only really had one notable angry outburst. Uh- yeah, <laughs> just, just, just the one just nice, the one nice nice uh now before we get started i think we should probably give the audience a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about so let us spin the wheel of impressions the okay so that has landed on as we can see alex Hey, I actually wanted it this week. Oh, well done. So how would we like Alex to read out the synopsis? What we do here is we read out the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. So who's it going to be, guys? I mean, when I was watching it, there was one that stood
2: out to me, but... Go on, uh, Dave. I, I want you to do it like Doctor Oaken, but when he's pressed up against the glass, have his <laughs> I, was, vocal cords I was thinking
0: it. you might. i thinking someone might go for that. Gav, what was your Release. idea? I was,
2: was going to say, uh... <laughs> Jesus,
0: Dave, do that again. <laughs> Release me. <laughs> oh my God, I want it I like want that. that. No, Dave, I, I want you to ring me after the podcast is over and talk to me <laughs> in that voice. Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Can
0: I, I? Can I please do? Can I do Jeff? Go on then. Can I do, Jeff? Okay. Yeah. Um. The uh aliens are coming, and um, their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Uh, fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. Well,
1: yeah, well done, well done. man.
2: Nicely done.
1: Thank yeah, you. yeah. It was like um a Jeff Goldblum impression done by William Shatner. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> makes you sound a bitch I was, I've actually practiced that but no it's fine just I think that's a, a compliment carry. To you How much <laughs> it's okay without further hesitation then allow me to kick off proceedings so Independence Day yeah I'm not gonna lie I don't think I've seen this since 1996 when I saw it at the big screen so I I remember a few things I remember the the, the White House blowing up although that may have been uh, the capital riots i can't remember the <laughs> reality in film of Blades into one over the past two years uh, but yeah yeah i don't really remember much about this film i know that they were talking about how good the cgi was at the time i'd be interested to know if that has held up to this day also really want to know about performances casting characters and general story as well so i'm going to kick things off with the defense dave tell me why is this a hit film and why should it be on the hit list
2: Okay, this is the 90s classic. Okay, this was the highest grossing film of the year. It came out 1996. And it is one of the best summer blockbusters we've ever had. It basically revitalized that disaster film franchise, you know, they were big in the 70s, and maybe in the early 80s, and then they kind of petered off a bit. This started the resurgence of the uh, disaster franchise, which, you know, it is no mean feat. You know, it was like if someone tried to bring pirates back. Remember Cutthroat Island when it tried to bring pirates back? It didn't work, <laughs> did it?
0: <laughs> Dave, that's not what you said at the time, Dave, when we did <laughs> Cutthroat Island.
2: <laughs> but this film is an undoubted classic. It's basically directed by Roland Emmerich, and it's set uh, a pretty clear stamp on how Roland Emmerich does, does uh, disaster films. He is the master of disaster, let's be honest. He destroys every landmark in his way in his movies and Independence Day, you know, set the bar pretty high. As you said, everyone remembers that iconic shot of the White House being just decimated, blowing up, and this wave of fire cascading over Washington, taking out taking out all these other buildings, New York being destroyed, the whole planet, you know, Moscow, Paris, all these major cities being absolutely evaporated. The CGI was sensational. I'm sure we're going to go more into that later. At the time, it was just pioneering. Um, And I still think it holds up pretty well today. Uh, I mean, it won the Oscar for best visual effects. So let's just say, you know, those industry heads, you know, whatever you think of awards, those who know better than us clearly thought it did a good job. It clocks in at 2 hours 15, which your a blockbuster is about fair. And I think what you've got here is you've got a great ensemble cast, as you should have for a disaster movie. You need to have maybe a couple of key players and then a solid support, some of whom make it, some of whom don't. That's the charm of disaster films. You get attached to people, then you lose them. That's what disaster films are all about. And it basically it just drives this plot forward with this like alien invasion like we've never seen before. Absolute destruction. Nothing like this since, since War of the Worlds. You know, and we got this funny script, quite lighthearted at times, elements of humor, elements of horror coming and sneaking in there with the alien invasion. But most of all, action. Summer blockbuster, balls to the wall, action. And that's what Roland Emmerich delivers in space.
1: Wow. OK, that sounds great, to be honest, Dave. Alex, balls to the wall, action. I mean, what can be wrong with that?
0: And if you if if you smash them into the wall, and I'm afraid this film does
1: <laughs> smash
0: your balls into the wall, and it's not it's not fun at all. I've never really understood the expression myself, to be honest. I've 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 put my balls on a wall, and it wasn't I didn't I didn't feel anything, to be honest. So hey, I, I, if
1: it's like a hot summer's day and the wall's nice and cool,
0: I haven't done that. No, I I, I stand corrected. I'll you, <laughs> you
1: need you
2: need the right director. You need Roland Emmerich to tell you <laughs> when and where to put your balls on the wall, and then you know magic will happen.
0: Sure, sure. No, I'll, 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 I'll take, I'll take all these pointers in. You know, a hell of an opening gambit from there, Dave. But I, you know, I think the important word that was there was the, it was the tense. Really, this was a '90s classic, and it was one of the best. And it did have good CGI effects, and it did have all of these things in 1996, and it doesn't anymore. And I'm afraid that when you remember it, and you do remember it, because it is, it was iconic. You know, and and it was. You know, so much hype leading up to Independence Day and, you know, hype after it was, you know, did very well at the box office. And you remember that scene, don't you, when the when the alien beam comes down and blows up the Empire State Building and and you remember it very, very well, which is, you know, all in the film's favour. The problem is when you watch it again, like it's better in the memory. And when you watch it again, what you've done is over the over over 25 years is you have updated it digitally in your mind so when you watch that scene again it's it's appalling actually the the, the the cgi and effects are not very good this is one of the last films to have ever used miniatures in it and why did they use miniatures in it i mean it was a, it was an absolutely shocking idea like Obviously, at the time we'd you been. He can't used blow to it.
2: up the real White house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Dave. If you if, if you if you committed enough to if you're enough of an auteur, I think he could have.
2: <laughs> but, Depends um, how big a fan of, of Roland Emmerich the president. The exactly. Time is, have, if he'd put
0: his balls to the wall, Dave, <laughs> he'd have blown that shit right up. It it it's just. You cannot make a miniature look okay in 2022. There's a reason that no one uses miniatures anymore and it's because it looks appalling. So when the fire's running through it, you are just, you're basically back to Thunderbirds world. Much better than Thunderbirds, don't get me wrong. You know, it's not like you can see the strings. It's very well done miniatures, but miniatures it remains. And, you know, there are there's a place for practical effects these days and I'm I'm all for practical effects over CGI. I'm not over miniatures, over CGI. I think when it comes to miniatures, definitely, definitely use CGI. So I'm afraid that does, because you are going into this film, remembering those big iconic set pieces of CGI, when they come along and you're laughing, that does deflate the film watching it today. And, you know, I guess we go back to the old debate, are we watching it now or then? But, you know, I, I was watching it now and it just, it really took away from what is an massive part of the film. Um, the Oscars can fuck off, as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'll say on that point. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it is a solid supporting cast. I'm sure we'll come into that later. But you know, just sticking on the action, the action's got poor CGI, the miniatures, it, it just is poorly dated in in many different respects. And I'm and I'm afraid it's one of those films that's just left. It's better left. R.I.P. Do you know what I mean? Just just remember it well, and don't ever watch it again.
1: Wow, scathing. Uh, And the Oscars can fuck right off as well. Uh, So, yeah, Dave, uh, Alex's retort was brutal. Mm -hmm. I want to go into the action in a bit more detail and a little bit about the CGI and the effects. Before we do that, though, can we talk a little bit about the script? What's the script like? What's the dialogue like? I know the general story, aliens plan to invade the the earth jeff goldblum and will smith and randy crates join forces and end the invasion what a dream team eh what a dream thing
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about script and i'll let Ozzy tell you all about cgi and what have you but I think the script was was uh, super. to be honest with you. It's your typical blockbuster script, OK? It's not going to win any awards for screenwriting, but it's solid. It presents a story. It keeps things moving along a steady pace. And it gives you enough character development along the way, um, enough that you can connect with them. Because obviously, disaster movie, you're going to lose some people. you got to want others to survive. That's the whole thing with a disaster movie. You've got to want your characters to survive. And this script gives you enough character development that you're, you're going for these characters. You're hoping they make it. You're hoping they they come through all this in the end. Uh, and I think there's some funny moments in the script as well. I think although you've got, you know, the dialogue that's just there to move the story along and develop your characters, there's some lighthearted moments as you should have with a blockbuster, you know, it should be almost family film, you know, it's even it went one that's so action heavy and, you know, has those horror elements that I mentioned, there's funny elements to it. You know, there's one of the, one of the best one-liners of all time, you know, when, um, Will Smith, you know, down's one of the alien spacecraft with the parachute from his jet, you know, causing it to crash, and he goes up to to basically rip open the hatch and see who's inside, and it gets confronted by this alien who she punches squarely in the face, saying, "Take my wife's name out of you. Oh no way, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "There's welcome to Earth," and that is one of the best one-liners. I think of the nineties blockbuster era, you know, that is a fantastic one-liner and it's iconic. People still remember, you say, welcome to earth. People know exactly which moment of a film you're talking about. The script had its iconic moments like that. It delivered those one-liners and everything else it did with a Uh Decent script as far as I'm concerned. I'll be quiet now.
1: Very good. Thank you very much, Dave. I, I do actually remember that moment. I remember it being very funny as well, uh, Alex. Dave says that this is like you know just a good disaster movie. Disaster movies in themselves are maybe a little bit generic or a bit formulaic. You know what you're going to expect. You know that some people are going to survive, some people are going to die. But Dave says there's enough here that sets it apart. Do you agree?
0: Well, I think the problem with many disaster films and 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 Independence Day is no stranger to this as well. Is that you can't you you're so focused on the disaster sometimes that the characters themselves take a a back. Uh, back roll, and, and this is what happens in here, we don't really know Jeff Goldblum. And, you know, I, I, you know, Jeff Goldblum's very good in this film and Will Smith's very good in this film, but I'd just say that you're not deeply invested within the characters. And so when it comes to the end scene, when they're flying up in this spaceship together, it just feels a bit like they've just been thrown together rather than it being particularly developed. There is some, I just wouldn't say it's very, very well done. So you're not really behind the two main characters. I definitely wasn't behind the president. I found him, I found found Bill Pullman very weak in this role. I found, and I found most of the support in cast pretty poor as well. So I just think, I wouldn't say it's particularly a problem that's just to Independence Day. I just think because you've got all of these big effects, which like I say, fall a bit flat in 2022, that the actual cast and the character development must suffer. And as a result, your engagement in the final half an hour of a two hours and 25 minute film is a little bit you're just not quite you're just not quite there you're not you're not i'm not really rooting on the side of the humans almost because i'm not really bothered about any of them in the film
1: okay so uh, but alex says that the the disaster elements of it takes so much of center stage that the characters take a bit of a backseat and left behind. I'll come on to, to, to the characters shortly, Dave. Ozzy, just picking up on that, the disaster does take up too much of of the film, of the script, as Alex says. I mean, and linking back to what we said before about the CGI, the action, if it's gonna be a big part of your film, if it's gonna be center stage, it needs to deliver. Does it deliver?
3: Oh. More than just a liver, it does beef and chicken and pork. <laughs> it, it, it. Without doubt, I think this is a, a prime example of of the 90s movies at its finest. Like for me, I actually think this is maybe like our generation's Top Gun. You know, we just missed out just being born just after the original. This was the answer to that for our, you know, we're at just the right age to be massively um, influenced by by incredible fighter jets, you know, and then great um, aerial combat scenes against, against these aliens, you know, and and I think it's brilliant. And you know, you've got a hero who is Will Smith, who who you know from other uh, shows. You know, he's a perfect example of you know he's a versatile actor and he does a great job in this. And because he is well known, and because there are so many well known people, they feel familiar from the off. So the it's almost as though they've been picked specifically for this role, so that you already care about them without having to have the, uh, you know, a deep set. It, it doesn't have to get long-winded in terms of building up a character because you can get behind them immediately because they're already very likable people. And um, and I'd have to disagree about uh, Bill Pullman as the as the president. You know, that's a guy who has a massive turnaround from being fed lots of lines. You know, he's got a horrible sort of uh sort of back crew you know almost like his cabinet are, are all a little bit um in it for themselves and then he has the big turnaround and he has probably the greatest speech of of 90s movies you know and th- i think it's a um, i think it's it's really resounding and it, and it captures the mode i, I think I, I think everything pretty much everything alex is saying is a little bit he sort of clearly enjoys the film and he's trying to pick it apart but it, it's, it's just a it's a great film, you know, in, in terms of it being a disaster, that's what gives you the jeopardy. The fact that places are blowing up and people are stuck, they can't get out. It means that, you know, there, there really is, uh, regardless of the countdown, there is a clock, you know, counting down to the sort of doomsday event. There's a, um there's just a real jeopardy because cities are being blown up sort of willy nilly. So you get you, you have a real uh, you are scared of for the uh, for the characters you know and for the for just the general public you know just the, the extras I think it's, it gives it a real um, a real sense of urgency which is required.
1: Okay, that's great. Thank you very much, Ozzy. Ozzy touched on something there as well when he mentioned the president's speech and he said it was one of the greatest speeches in nineties movie history. And I, I believe it's the one where it's essentially rallying the troops about the alien invasion. Is there an element of is is that very rousing or is it a bit jingoistic?
0: Jingoist bullshit is, I think, the the term. You do, <laughs> is, the, is the is the term you're stretching for there? And the answer is yes. This uh, Independence Day, I mean, by its own title, is going to be jingoist bullshit. Do you know what I mean? I, I I do understand that, but it doesn't make it easier to to eat plates and plates of it. You know, it's um. It's funny in bits and it's just appallingly like po-faced about it in others. There's, there's a bit when, you know, and it is funny. So, you know, I guess you could say there's a place for it, but there's a bit where um, towards the end, like they've decided, Oh, we can get the shield sound on these alien ships. So they, so they decide to get the world round and the whole world's just sitting with the thumb up their ass apparently, because like, you know, no one knows what to do with all of these jets and stuff like this. So there's just this amazing sequence. And I, you, know, you you could argue, I'm sure, that I, you know, why would I keep rewatching it if I didn't love it? And, and maybe I do, but it did make me angry at the same time, because I rewatched it about four times. There's a, there's a sequence that begins with people stood on fighter jets in front of a Palestinian flag, looking over the people stood in front of an Israeli flag, and then that we just move past that because, do you know what I mean? That's enough there. Let's just, let's not delve too much into that. And then we go to people running into a tent with some British forces again you know maybe look, a, a, a strange a stranger three people to be there and they go um sir you know one of them goes sir we've just found out that the americans want to go and attack the aliens and literally the guy goes well about bloody time someone did something here isn't it you know like <laughs> no one no one can coordinate anything unless the americans say like hey guys why don't we why don't we fucking bomb them and then and then and then the sequence even better than that it goes to like this it goes to this castle where you have got like the, the lightning flashing and the rain going along it, and like the, you know the Russians, but with with those little uniforms that make them look like little sea captains. You know what I mean? With like little stripy tops, and then just going like Moja, you know, like uh, want to fight the," you know, and it's just it, you know in Russian, but like you know, the Americans <laughs> I was want gonna to say they are actually speaking. <laughs> they are actually speaking <laughs> Russian. I, I went too far. Uh, like <laughs> they, they're like the Americans want to fight the aliens, and you know, it's just this. This idea that no one, no one can 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 do it, and you know, Bill Pullman gives that speech, which is boring and bland, and I don't remember any of it. And apparently on set, people actually applauded it because they found it so rousing, which I just think goes to tell you the type of people who are making independent Day. So it, <laughs> it it is it's shamelessly jingoistic all the way through with no hint of irony, which is funny at times, but over the course of a two and a half hour film becomes very wearing when there's literally no there's no levity to it there's no one ever saying like you know there's just there's just saluting and our oh, america's the better it's it's too much and i think i think everyone would agree with that i think i think everyone knows independence day goes way too early. if independence day isn't jingoist bullshit it then <laughs> no film is you know
1: okay jingoist uh, jingo is bullshit dave um, <laughs> yeah yes, just yes, yes or no does it go too far doesn't not far enough Oh, it, it goes plenty far to be honest
2: with you. But I, the only bit I disagree with Alex is right about a lot of it. It is, it is very over the top. I mean, but it is what you would expect from a film called Independence Day. You know, where the attack, the counter attack on the aliens happens on the on July the fourth. You know, what were you expecting? But I do think there is a touch of irony. That is the only bit I disagree. I think there is a lot of it's very tongue in cheek. It is quite ironic. It's not to be taken too seriously. Uh, Roland Emmerich, who, who wrote this as well as directed it, is not American. He is German. You know, I think if anyone is gonna appreciate the uh, the subtleties of like a, a bit of satire in this sort of film, you know, it's Roland Emmerich. And the fact that people are looking up to it and saluting and applauding his script, I think he's probably going to amuse Roland Emmerich no end. I think he's actually enjoying that one, and I think he's he's playing to his crowd. You know, this was designed to be a summer blockbuster, and I'm sure it got people packed into the seats uh, that July. You know, over Independence Day weekend and what have you. And I, I think it delivered the message, and I think the message was yeah, a, a bit satirical, uh, not to be taken too seriously. But then, if those those out there who do want to take it seriously, well, that's that's their mantra. At the end of the day, we're fighting aliens, so don't take it to heart. <laughs> Do you you not think?
0: Do you not think, Dave, that it just means that maybe Americans would love this film more than the rest of us? Do you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe someone at the time.
2: And I love this film. So do you know what I I mean? I'm just saying. It's like you said, he said it's funny, you know, and I, I found it funny. I watched that scene and I did, I, actually I started laughing while you were talking because I also wrote down the exact words, rest of the world sat with its thumb up his ass. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, wrote yeah. those exact words. I just and love it. You're right. Sir, the, the Americans are going to fight <laughs> them. <laughs> well, what do you think, time. sir? Do, you think, do you, <laughs> you think we could do
0: it as well, sir? Do you think, do you think, <laughs> you <laughs> think we could fight the aliens as well? It's, it's as like horrid aliens upstairs. It's
2: like that what? British officer's doing a bad carry Grant. He's like, blah, bloody time. <laughs> so,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, Do you we you mean shoot, shoot them. Oh, shit. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose we could, couldn't we? We were just going to bake
1: them a cake. And hope piss <laughs> off.
0: No, no, Clive, <laughs> we're going to shoot the aliens
2: now. <laughs> I mean, it is funny how the rest of the world just waiting for America's go ahead on this one. You know, if they, honestly, if they sent a telegram to Moscow saying we're going to attack the aliens, Moscow would sit there and go, OK, good luck then. <laughs> like yeah, they, yeah, wouldn't yeah. Be, they wouldn't be following any american leads let me say <laughs> no. so um even then in the 90s i don't think they would have so uh i think there is a touch of irony to this though yes it's all there as alex has described uh, apart from the, the bad russian bit <laughs> apart from the accent it, it,
0: <laughs> the, the the message really is like if we have this massive disaster then finally the world can all unite under america and we can really, <laughs> and we can lead, and we can have America lead the entire world into into a new, you know, a new era of peace.
2: But that's it. We are laughing at this. You know, we are laughing at that idea. And I think it shows a sense of unity. America doesn't save the day, as such. You know, the rest of the world does have to come together and unite to defeat these uh, these adversaries. It's not just America, right? We'll do a tour around the world and save everybody. You know, it could have been worse. You know, it's, it's not quite jingoistic, and I think it is a bit tongue in cheek.
1: Okay, Uh, speaking about tongue-in-cheek, Ozzy, that was your nickname at school, wasn't it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'd like
3: to... (laughs) Was another word, though, between in and... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Ozzy, so you mentioned something before that I, I took note of. You said that we don't really need a great deal of character developments. I'm paraphrasing here because we had a film that was full of very recognizable household names. And you mentioned Will Smith. If I remember correctly, I think this was one of Will Smith's first proper film. He'd been in a couple of films beforehand, but this was his breakout, like debut in a, in a blockbuster and there was a bit of a gamble to take on Will Smith because at that moment in time he was seen as the kid yeah, the from Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel-Air so of this is like something way out of his league maybe or you know there was it was a bit of a gamble to to put him in the role do you think he, he delivers and uh, also the, the question about I, I do want to know a little bit about character development I, I know a, a tiny little bit about his character from, from what you guys have spoken about but what about the other characters? What about, you know, you, you mentioned Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith and Bill Pullman. You mentioned Dave said it was a great supporting cast. Alex said the supporting cast wasn't very good at all. Tell me a little bit about them.
3: I'm going to say that he, he definitely did. I think it was a perfect choice in in you know in retrospect. And in hindsight, I think he really nailed it. He I think it was probably a coming-of-age show. That he was someone who could do comedy. He'd been the Fresh Prince, you know. We all knew him as the Fresh Prince. He came into this, and he was incredibly uh, believable. You know, he's just he's, he can deliver the chops. He's got the he's got the comedy timing. Um, so he was able to do the one liners, and he was able to do to show off in the action. He's um he did a he did a brilliant job. Yeah, Bill. Uh, in terms of Jeff Goldblum, he's Jeff Goldblum. You know. All he has to do is turn up and start talking and you know who he is. You know what he's about. And uh, he did a great job. Um, in terms of the, the the wider supporting cast, there's lots of great names like Randy Quaid, you know, and you've got uh, like Adam Baldwin's in there. Is just, I think he's just like a, almost like a one-off shot. He's just um, on the top of a Jeep, is he? And he's, uh, I don't know how many words he really gets to say, but he's um, Major Mitchell, but. Anyway,
1: are you reading the cast list on ITV? <laughs> I'm
3: I'm trying to scroll across the street. Do I actually recognise him because it's not ever... Ad, it's not
0: Alec Baldwin. No, it's Adam Baldwin. He's yeah. in. Um, he's not a Baldwin. He's Someone a different. He is
2: he is a Baldwin. He's not. No,
0: I mean, he's a Baldwin. He's baldwin. not. Baldwin. He's, he's not affiliated to the yeah, big Baldwin.
2: guy from um,
3: wasn't he the guy from Chuck <laughs> TV series? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah
1: but he's, he's not one of the, the feeder. Baldwins. Oh, he's not
3: a top name, top, top name. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: not a top Baldwin. But
3: anyway, well, the, the gist of it, right. Is that the people who are in, in the film, whether you're the the top for you or the, or the spawn cast, it's irrelevant. Like Alex said, it's about the disaster and it's about the heroes saving the day, you know, and everyone <laughs> else is there because they are, you know, they are recognizable, sort of, um, uh, like Mary McDonnell, you know, you, you you'll you'll know where from. Other uh, the things. <laughs> <laughs> good save, good save, man.
0: Come come <laughs> to films <some> on trial
3: for <laughs> 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 the incisive knowledge. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I just think every everyone feels believable, and and mm-hmm. I think it is because their household, at least household faces. You know, I'm not not a great one for any sort of TV name. You know, I'm sure we've been through this over the, the past few years that um, actually knowing who an actor is or what they've genuinely been in, I can still recognize whether I've seen them before. And, and they just, you know where they're about And I think everyone delivers on that scene that you feel, you know, real uh, jeopardy for them. I think people play their part very well to let Will Smith shine and um, kill the aliens. You know, you're in for this film for explosions, good one-liners, and um, and, and overall, a pleasant popcorn movie.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Ozzy. Uh, okay, so Alex, Ozzy said that you know, the characters don't really need to be that well-rounded because at the end of the day, it is a disaster film. You have gone to the cinema to watch Independence Day because you want to see things get blown up. You want to see aliens, you want to see spaceships. And this, the characters are sort of secondary to that. Yeah. And the main sort of character is is the character played by Will Smith, and he does a really good job. He steps up to the plate in his first action role and he delivers criticisms.
0: I wouldn't say he's a main character. I'd say he's one of the main characters. You know, he's not it's not like the film follows Will Smith. He's just, you know, he's an important character like Bill. You know, he gets about the same as Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman and say they're the main three you're watching all the way through. Um, and you know, I'd, I'd say you know, Dave at the beginning said it's an ensemble cast, and so I wouldn't say that the cast. You know, I always say is it James Rebhorn or Rick yes. horn
2: Rebhorn, yeah. Reb
0: horn. I like. I really, I really like him, and you know, he's perfect for the for the role of the sort of like you know the the bad chief of staff who sort of goes after the you know just keeps making ridiculously wrong decisions that you know the president says that's you know but he just keeps you know saying we should do this we should do this and that's fine and that, you know i've really no problem with 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 that at all i've no problem with his performance in it either i would say it is an ensemble cast i just think they could have made the characters a bit more interesting and i think if they had they there would be a bit more lost in the film mary mcdonald dies and i don't really care during the film that she does die she's the first lady and she leaves you know she's, she she <laughs> she leaves a daughter you know and 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 a, and a husband and she's not really mentioned again to be honest she's she sort of she, she has a moment she's taken out and then at the the rest of the film we're not really thinking much about the first lady and you know so and, and also like no one else really i don't feel like suffers much loss you have the bit where two major cities are exploded which is you know for a disaster film that's sort of unprecedented you know for to, to see that in a cinema but I don't feel like Roland Emmerich really makes us feel that loss. You know, you don't ever see, you don't ever go back particularly and see, you see a few little scenes of um, uh, Washington, uh, you know, after it in LA, but you don't really feel the loss of those cities particularly. You don't really feel like humanity has been devastated particularly because because the film's trying to keep it light. But
3: I think that's because the main things that they export is like sports, like baseball. And that's a game that would have taken an entire day for them to really convey the loss of that. <laughs> <laughs> I get, yeah. it would like They didn't have time to really say how much
0: baseball, how much they would miss it.
3: Yeah, well, how much it means to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, the Super Bowl.
0: I just think it could have been better. And and there are just some really one-dimensional characters. Like Will Smith's pretty one, one-dimensional. Bill Pullman is, to be honest, he's got this, like, like they all have these little character traits like... Uh, he wants to save the environment his dad judd hirsch is um i mean he just seems to be extremely jewish throughout the entire film there doesn't seem to be much more to his character than that to be honest and and you know i i would say the same for like randy quaid is just a nutter all the way through it and there's not really much more to his character than that to be honest there's 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 some very weak character arcs where these things do get sort of tied up but they're very very weak and They come sort of in a rush at the end. So I just go back to my point of a good cast, but sort of wasted characters. Like maybe if you'd had a few more decent characters, I would have been a bit more invested in the actual destruction that went on. And as a result of not being invested, I don't really care as much as I feel like the film wants me to.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Alex. Dave, Alex Mm -hmm. is arguing here that not only are the supporting characters not that fleshed out, but also some of the main characters as well, particularly Will Smith and Bill Pullman's characters. What do you have to say about that?
2: I, I disagree with a lot of what Alex says there. I think that the characterization you're not You've not got a serious in-depth characterization of a lot of people. Like I say, it's a very big cast and you want to wrap things up, you know, in, in a nice, timely manner and you know, keep the, the plot moving along. It is a disaster film at the end of the day. You want to be introduced to your characters. You want to know why you should care and you want to move on. You want to watch their adventures. So that is, I understand where he's coming from. Characterization from a drama may have been more in-depth. But you're not going to get that sort of characterization in disaster film, especially not a blockbuster disaster film that is trying to have mass appeal and keep everybody engaged. But well, that said, I do think there is some characterization here, and I do think there's a lot of uh, a lot of good being done here. I I disagree that we don't care about the death of Marilyn Whitmore. You know, Mary McDonald, who who you know from Dances with Wolves and. Donnie Darko and other such things. Well done, Dave. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Other things, I told you. Other things, exactly. <laughs> he was right. And, uh, you do care about it. that. That scene after Bill, after she's passed, and Bill Pullman goes out in the the hospital lobby with his daughter, and it's like is mommy sleeping now. It's like, yeah,
1: mom's yeah. sleeping. Didn't you
2: think that it's was weird like, How though, can because... you not care? How, How the... can you not care? That little girl uh, what, just what I around.
0: wanted at the end of the film was for the daughter to go up to the dad and say, "Should we wake up mom now?" And he'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> oh no, sorry, oh no, sorry." <laughs> she's actually dead sorry i was so <laughs>
2: i thought you <laughs> understood
0: yeah. It's <laughs> sorry, state, shut up, she, he's 100% dead yeah sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: no I mean unless you're an absolute sadist you're not going to want that ending you do care about the death of Marilyn Whitmore because you went through this whole thing with Vivica Ray Fox where she, she saves her from the wreckage of the helicopter and is trying to get her to safety she gets her to the safety and then she dies of her injuries not long after it's heartbreaking it really is and there is that sense of loss there you also feel uh, the sense of loss with uh, Randy Quaid's death He he's not just the nutter throughout He's he was kind of right you know the guy everyone thought was crazy kind of had a point about aliens coming, um, and he sacrifices himself at the end when his missile jets uh, fail to ignite, and he has to fly his plane up into the spacecraft and blows himself what a up. sacrifice t- says, "Tell my kids I love him, Oh, boys, I'm back. And yeah, you know, iconic scene as Randy Quaid <laughs> is decimated and takes the aliens down with him. And he got this scene with his son uh, who's in the control room just being told, "Your father was exceptionally brave." And they've been at loggerheads the entire film, and there's just that touching moment of like, "Yeah, I know." you know it's just a little bit like he that. doesn't
0: he's not that bothered about his father's death isn't he? he's like yeah great <laughs> he's pretty, <laughs> nice he's pretty devastated
2: yeah. when he runs over to the control panel trying to speak to him you know? yeah he's,
0: like, he's let he's not selling che- sure i'm just saying that if i died i would not want any of you to be cheered up that quickly to at yeah. my death <laughs> do you know what i mean i would i would like you to be a little bit sadder
2: well it depends if you saved us all from an alien invasion you know <laughs> true so, true yeah that but, would be a good day and I also disagree that that Jud Hirsch is just really Jewish. I think there's a lot more to Jud Hirsch's character. He is the very sobering influence on on David. Sometimes he keeps Jeff Goldblum's character David grounded. You know, he also provides a bit of comedy along the way. He's got some very savvy one-liners. But there's also this great scene where he, he kind of rallies his son after Jeff Goldblum thinks it's hopeless and he's like trashing the place, like why did we even bother trying to recycle the planet? Maybe if we screw it up, they won't want it anymore. And the levers be. And he kind of he talks him around. And you know, this guy who you thought was was religious. Turns around, he says to his son, You know, I haven't spoken to God since your mother died. And there's that, that that moment, just that line out of the blue that just kind of makes you realize there's more to these characters. We don't have time to dwell on it. But sometimes a line here and there is all you need to develop these characters and show you about these layers, these backstories to them. And then as the final battle is raging outside the Air Force base, he's there leading people in a prayer circle, you know, finding religion again. You know, it's it, there is character development here. There are things that come around. And earlier, Alex called Bill Paulman's character weak. Yes, he is. He's kind of meant to be at the start. When you first see him, he goes out to breakfast and he talks about his approval ratings or lack thereof. He's not a popular president. Everyone says he's too young. They talk about him going to Congress, you know, like little orphan Oliver asking for more. You know, they're joking about what a weak, ineffective president he is. And then this crisis happens in front of him. And it turns out the the man's got balls. He doesn't know how to lead people through a crisis. You know, it's actually quite relevant given what's going on in the world right now. You know, the guy who was previously seen as a joke has suddenly become one of the most inspiring leaders. This happens in reality, you know, and I think Bill Pullman's character, although yet a weak president at first comes into his own, you have that rousing speech, which yes, is jingoistic and perhaps laughable. You know, I think Roland Emmerich was himself having a bit of a laugh with that one, but it's still a rousing speech. And in terms of the characters in the film, it does its job. You know, you do feel like this man becomes a leader, even though he was elected president, God knows how long before this film started. You do feel he becomes a leader in the course of this film. The character development is there, and I thought Will Smith was great. Although the character development maybe not isn't there as much, he demonstrated that charisma, that that everyman-like ability that made Will Smith one of the biggest movie stars on the planet. You know, his stock shot up after Independence Day, and Roland Emmerich had to fight to get him this role. Studios did not like yeah, literally. He he basically <laughs> he just have the to studio, fight his shirt off. <laughs> he fought all of them. He
0: all Ro- Roland, the Roland, they got nothing to do with the film. <laughs> it's just it was the waiter, Roland. Of We're just at lunch. Just
2: <laughs> all fourteen of them there, and then then he took their models of their houses and he started stomping on them <laughs> and said, "This is going to be in my film if you don't get Will Smith." So no, he did have to really fight to get Will Smith cast. Uh, they didn't think he had star and they thought the lead should be somewhere else but he he fought for that and that charisma that Will Smith demonstrated that's worth fighting for that's worth getting him in a film all in all I think this is a really solid cast yeah characters could have been fleshed out more but that's not the kind of film we're here to see and it's not the kind of film if you want to keep it pacey and entertaining you just don't have time to do it but you don't miss it you don't mind
1: okay thank you very much for that Dave lots of great arguments here for and against any final points any closing arguments here I'm going to go straight to The prosecution alex
0: just don't forget gav that you are going to watch a film in which in which washington dc in miniature is exploded right just don't (laughs) forget we know i can only make that point once but i'm gonna have to hammer that back home again the the effects are a big part of a draw of um independence day okay and they are laughable in places in in many places i would say and and that's a big part of two and a half hours that you're not going to enjoy about this film and a large part of the the rest of it is listening to everyone beat off america basically which is very hard to listen to again so okay you know i'm not saying you know i'll i'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll i'll concede that there are some good actors in this uh but that is all i will concede about independence day i'd say the characters the jingoism and the effects mainly are shit.
1: <laughs> very, very well summarized, Alex. <laughs> Austin, can you top that? <laughs> the effects and the characters are shit. <laughs>
3: uh, well, I mean, I didn't think that they were shit or uh, in, in either way, and I think that we've got a lot to thank this film for. You know, like uh, like Dave said, that this showed Will Smith offers that you know. Charismatic actor, where you could pick an actor not from the normal crop um, to come and be your lead, you know, your your hero in a in a, in a crisis film like this. And without him, I reckon, you know, he paved the way for you know possibly the greatest action star of all time, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to uh, to really get a, to get a role coming that's forward. Cheap, so, no, that's cheap. So it's cheap, but it's cheap, but it's, cheap, but it's it. working. I know, I know. I <laughs> but. Uh, we, uh, some some of what alex says is right you know it is a 90s film and and some of it you know 90s film date but not not nearly as bad as alex is saying this is a this is an entertaining watch this is this is a fun film then it's still a full film a fun film now and um i i think that you're going to land on the right side of the fence and i think you're going to really enjoy this when you come to watch it tonight
1: Okay, thank you very much, Aussie. Uh, I hope I'm not going to watch it tonight, though. I feel like Ozzy's <laughs> going to break into my house and force him to watch this. We will not. Please, Aussie. so tired. <laughs> okay, Dave. Uh, final closing argument from yourself. Yeah, uh, bringing up the rock might be cheap, but you know what?
2: It's cheap and effective. And you know what else is cheap and effective? <laughs> Blowing up a miniature of the White House. I'm all for practical effects, and I stand by that practical effect. If you only if you freeze frame it, will you realize you're looking at a miniature White House being blown up. That effect still holds up today. Some of the dog fights may look a bit dated. CGI has come a long way, but I stand by these special effects. I stand by this cast. I stand by this script. This is blockbuster, and blockbuster done at its finest
1: brilliant thank you very much dave alex was just shaking his head throughout that <laughs> <laughs> well it was just
0: it, it's hard when you agree with something but you agree with how it's being said
1: that's that. <laughs> that's what i find with
0: dave
1: <laughs> oh, well done guys thank you very much lots of great arguments there lots for me to consider i wish i had some time to consider them though unfortunately i'm doing a quiz uh so this is a quiz i quickly slapped together <laughs> that's a bad expression that slapped together together. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a quiz uh, i am gonna call i don't know off the top of my head save the date and it's 12 questions all about famous dates in movies Excellent. so i'm gonna give you a date and then i'm gonna give you a very brief description of what happens on that date and all you guys gotta do is tell me the film in which the date occurs So fingers on your buzzers. First one to buzz in. You you don't have to wait until i are finished. Just uh, a shout out, okay? Starting with number one, August the 29th, 1997. Sarah, John and Uncle Bob tried to stop the world from ending on this day. Bob? Alex? Is it? Oh, it's Terminator 2. Well done, Terminator 2, well done. (laughs) Obviously, Uncle Bob was the name of their dog. Uh, December the twenty-fourth, <laughs> December twenty-fourth, nineteen eighty-eight. A Christmas party. Um, home Alone. Um, that oh, is Die Hard. Yeah, it is Die Hard. It's not Home Alone. Very good shout out there, Austin. But Basically, Die
0: Hard is Home Alone in a way, though. When you think
1: about it, it is. Nineteen ninety yeah. as well. Okay, so February the second. Bill Connors has a bad day over and over again. Bam-ba. Dave. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Well done. Well done. I think
3: I'm lagging. I thought I was
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Ozzy. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. Uh, I'll give Ozzy a, a half a second uh, pause on this. Okay. I need way more than half a second. <laughs> you ready? June the 13th, 1979. Campers have an unlucky time at Camp Crystal Bam. Lake. Dave. <laughs> It's Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. Well done, Dave. Next one. Here we go. One for Alex. January the 12th, 1992. A supercomputer is turned online, which Um, would result, Alex? War games? No. Uh, Which uh, would result in uh, awesome. Is it (laughs) Robocop? No. He's a supercomputer, though. He's it Terminator 2 judgment day. No, it's not. It's Ah. not. Wait, wait, wait wait until I finish, guys. Okay. A supercomputer is turned online, which would result in what some critics called a giant space baby. Bar? Alex? Uh, 2001, a space odyssey. Yes. (laughs) That was one of my main arguments, and you said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you said it was a travesty against film that I, <laughs> I should call the final scene of oh, yeah. 2001, A Giant Space Baby. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, um, it's still, it's still it still upsets me. <laughs> me. It, it upsets me that you made me answer that question, you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> okay, November the 5th, 1955. Nobody likes Johnny B. Good, but their kids are going to love it. Um, Alex. Uh, back to the Future. It is Back to the Future. Well done. Next one. October the 12th, 1985. A comedian dies in New York. What? Wow. Alex. A king of condiment comedy. No, no. I thought you were going to say King of Condiments. There. King of Condiments. <laughs> <laughs> That's my superhero name. Uh, no. Okay. I will tell you that it's a film that we have reviewed. It is a superhero movie. Joker. No. Um. So this is this is. Uh, uh, I'll give you another clue. This is a diary entry. Oh. Uh, uh, hang on is it watchman it is watchman well done dave well done very impressed okay next question uh, march the 24th 1984 a diverse mix of students have a detention to remember Bam. Bam. dave breakfast club well done breakfast club it is okay next one december the 25th <laughs> not home alone uh, 1985 two fighters bring about the end of the cold war Alex Rocky 4 it is Rocky 4 well done is that on Christmas Day (laughs) did they fight on Christmas Day
0: Jesus Christ Uh, honestly uh, I love that I must I must break you it's one of my favourite lines
1: I like the real life story in which Sylvester Sloan said to Dolph Lundgren just punch me as hard as you can and he did. And <laughs> Sylvester Sloan ends up in hospital.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, was I just to on that ambulance ride. What did he
0: do? He just what he told him to do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. He's like you sold him to punch him. Three weeks later, you can know, just like, <laughs> <laughs> of little mice from Babe, three weeks later, mm.
1: Sylvester Sloan comes to. Mm. Uh, but uh, next one, January the 8th, 2016, a poetic android with a very unthreatening name is created. Buzz? Uh, uh, is Ozzy? It,
3: is, it, is it Wally?
1: No, it's not Wally. <laughs> Good shout, though. No. A poetic android with a very unthreatening name is Bicentennial created. Bicentennial
0: man? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm an going to tell you.
1: No, the, the author of this book really liked the film, contrary to what I suggested. Of, <laughs> oh, Philip K. Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Blade Do really it. well done, Alex. Uh, penultimate one, October the 31st, 1978, the night he came home. Bam, wow. Alex. Halloween. It is well done. And the final one here, November the 5th, 2028, everybody enjoys a really big bonfire. Bam. Dave. V for vendetta. Well done, Dave. You have uh, won the quiz. Well done, and your prize is a uh, calendar. That I'm going to send you. <laughs> <laughs> Hang I'm on, I've got, <laughs> Can I
0: add a Can I add a question on for you? Because I've got one. Oh yeah, go on. 22nd of November, 1963. One bullet goes into everybody.
1: Ooh, I think I know that one. I, d- I don't know. Is it? Oh, no. Oh no, go on. Oh, is it? Um... Doctor Strange Love?
0: Nope. No, Dave. Go on. it's JFK, isn't it? It is JFK. It ah is JFK.
1: well done. Well done, Alex. And Dave. Bet, I'd say that was better than your quiz. Anyway,
0: go on, go. On. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Which brings me to my uh, conclusion <laughs>
1: here. Um my judgment. So yeah, lots of good points on the prosecution. I personally don't like jingoism or flag shagging, as I like to call it in films. <laughs> much better. Much better. I <laughs> wish I'd used it. <laughs> <Flag shagging. laughs> And it sounds like Independence Day cranks it up to 11. It sounds like there's a lot of jingoism being shed. The, 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 there isn't
0: any red and blue left on that flag, Gav. <laughs> it's
1: it's just, just the blotches of white. You don't it know is, what are stars. You don't know what are stains. dripping with patriotism.
3: <laughs> Literally <laughs> dripping. I'm gonna, cut this out. I'm gonna cut this out, right? Okay, um, <laughs> Dave countered stocky hanky of a flag. <laughs>
1: Obviously, so we don't want to get cancelled, right? Um, we've got a lot of fans in America, um, so we did. Uh, we did. anyway, um, so Dave countered that it was a little tongue in cheek, but he did agree that there was a lot of it in the film and at points he did say it was a lot to take now there was a lot of debate about characters with the prosecution arguing that the characters were pretty one dimensional including main characters like will smith and bill pullman the defense however said that the characters are well written including the side characters like randy quaid and Although they did admit that Will Smith's character isn't the most developed, they did say that Smith himself excels in the role and his natural charisma really brings it off the screen. The defense did agree that the characters did take a backseat at times though, but they did argue that it is a disaster movie and the main focal point should be the disaster and the action for which both sides agree that the film does do well. Although Alex did argue that perhaps the action and especially the CGI doesn't hold up today which i don't know as a judge i like to think about the film at the time it was released and i think it's a little unfair to perhaps judge it by today's far superior special effects and cgi standards overall i do feel that alex's gripes were perhaps not fundamental flaws about the film itself and were maybe smaller issues in comparison to the sort of big building blocks of a film so in summary alex did put up a good fight just like randy quaid in independence day but similar to quaid he gets absolutely obliterated as the film ends up on the hit list i did i did fly the ship into it Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for that, guys. Can I, can I just ask, there's no mention of Roger Ebert in this trial. <laughs> I'm going to guess that he didn't like this film. Otherwise, can we all, can we all sure get points Dave for
0: Dave not bringing or... <laughs> up Roger Ebert? For, yeah, for yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure both Dave and or Ozzy would have brought his name up if he would have I given it a good I don't think was... Roger Ebert ever watched this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he probably gave it a negative. Yeah. You
3: know, and he only has four. So in spite of what the words he said, his actual star rating was relatively good. Do we know the that they are, are
1: actual stars or some of them might become stains?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was part of his issue to be fair.
1: It's respectable.
3: It's, it's more making. than 50%. It, to be to be honest though, a big amount of his argument was about the flag shagging.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, right. Let's, let's uh, get genuine opinions then. So firstly, Austin, I'm going to guess that you probably like this film, to be fair, because you like most things.
3: Yeah, I did. I like the film. I'm not going to lie, though. I, I didn't watch all of it this time through. So um, there is a good chance that I'd be like, I'm not. Oh, no. But for the most part, I, I stood by my arguments that why I, I did watch through, um, I still really think I, I think it stands up to the test of time. But I reckon there's maybe a little bit of a... What's the word? A little bit of hindsight is, you know, sort of 2020. So a lot of it's a little bit like, fucking hell, you guys were so wrong. Um, just in terms of the way we, we, we perceive America these days, you know. Yeah. So um,
1: Yeah, it was man that, that destroyed but... it all along. It's like that's, you yeah. know, the end of Planet <laughs> the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Aussie. Dave, genuine opinion?
2: I like it. I do. Uh, I, I've always sold it a little. You know, it is a, it's a very flawed film. And like Austin's saying, it's certainly more flawed now than it would have been conceived to be at the time. I think Roger Rebus has got it about right with 2.5, to be honest with you. I think it's a better than average blockbuster. I think it's a solid entry into the disaster canon. I think it's a really, a really good film for Roland Emmerich to hang his hat on. And I think the cast are fairly solid. Characterization is slim to none. To be honest, I was I was clutching at straws a bit there, but I stand by the practical effects. I think they're actually very good. um CGI's aged a bit, but it's going to. It was like twenty years ago, or even more. Even is it twenty years ago? When did
1: this come out again? Nineteen ninety
2: six is it? Yeah, yeah. So you say we got it is it is fairly old film now. To be honest with you, so yeah, I think all in all, it's a good film. I mm-hmm. think you can understand why it was so big at the time. It's not going to be looked at as favourably now for various reasons, but you know what? It's still decent. You will still enjoy it or you should do anyway.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Dave. And Dave. I'll do what I want. (laughs) Or did you not? (laughs) You should. (laughs) You should. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, yours is the most interesting one here. Did you not like it as much as you said you did? It's very, it's a, very hard to take
0: Independence Day seriously enough to not like it. If you know what I mean, it's it's not that <laughs> serious and serious enough of a film. I I would I would stand by that the practical effects are not good, and I'd I'd be very interested to see what you th- thought of them. I think especially mm-hmm. the use of miniatures isn't good, but I think it's interesting. So I was interested when I was watching it, but more like because I thought the practical effects were bad. But I found that interesting to sort of you know because they were seen as good, so it obviously didn't break the film for me because I could. I could in, I could enjoy it, but I wasn't enjoying it as the film was intended to be enjoyed, you know. And I think that's the same for the jingoism. Just like Ozzy said, like America's perception of itself in '96 is quite is quite different. And what we accepted then from there, from, from from sort of films coming out, would not would just not fly. I don't think even Hollywood would make films like that patriotic. So it's annoying, but it's fascinating in its own way. So it, it is a it's an entertaining watch. And there are things about it that are kind of just interesting to 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 see this these many years later. So I'd still put it on a shit list, but, but, <laughs> but, but I think you know I, I don't think it's it's terrible that it's on the hit list.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Alex. Higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was Thelma and Louise, which scored eighty five percent critical. Please. And eighty-two percent audience <laughs> scores on Rotten Tomatoes. It, it, lower on both. It must
3: please. be lower. It must lower be on, both.
1: on both. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is lower on both. Sixty-seven percent or uh, critical and seventy-five percent audience. So not too yeah. far off on the yeah. audience Yeah, I'd say that's, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well,
0: that's, that's hey, just hair. out of interest. Did anyone actually see? Didn't they make a sequel? Did they yeah, did. see
3: that resurgence? Resurgence.
2: resurgence. I almost, I and, almost uh,
3: said that with you a uh, uh, sequel, and then remembered about that, and yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah well, <At> least,
3: <laughs> yeah yeah even
2: yeah. i don't like that yeah no it's the, the <laughs> sequel is not good okay.
1: on on our, my most recent ask on twitter for people to put suggestions for us to put on 12 at uh, trial sorry, sorry <laughs> <It's all laughs> <a while. laughs> independence day 2 did come up um quite quite top of the list so maybe we will have to visit it at some point I've, I've never watched it to be fair because i mean why would i Um, (laughs) Just in case I redact my previous comment, (laughs) it's it's, it's neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so yeah, um, well, disaster season continues to roll downhill in an ever-expanding boulder. Next week, as we take on... We call the... those snowballs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as I, I'm, I'm off the cuff here, I'm if you can't tell. As we put the 90s uh, disaster film, I, I mean, it sounds like we're not going too far out of the box with this one, Twister on Trial. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i just want to say thank you very much guys for your arguments today very well summarized thank you very much to everyone who's listened as well we really do appreciate everybody for taking the time out to listen us. and if you guys want to hear more films on trial content check out filmsonchild.co.uk check us out on all podcasting platforms and check us out on all social media at film trials on twitter and films on trial on everything else so what have we learned today if you want to put your balls against the wall roland emmerich's the man to ask and <laughs> <laughs> the oscars can fuck off <laughs> but ultimately we've learned that independence day is a hit and yes. we're going to be directly in your ears in two weeks time with twister goodbye like jeff goldblum's in the next one Kill Bill Pullman did
0: the
1: a Fox. Yeah, Bill Will yeah. Smith doesn't appear in it now. Will Smith no, he didn't want to. Thank you very much, but I'm going to wait another seven years to end my career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is funny. Roland,
2: Roland Emmerich really did fight for me to get this role, so I do feel it was a bit of a slap in the face, but <laughs> he didn't come back. Did it? The- oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even have it. <laughs> It's the same problem I had with...